0: Conversations on the Way. This episode is another Roundtable on the Way, a more in depth feature to explore things a little further than we can squeeze into the usual 15 minutes. For this installment, we bring to you a talk from Viatorian Youth Connection, a hybrid event held for high school aged young people from Viatorian communities this past summer. The event included youth from the Arlington Heights Chicago region and Bourbonnais Kankakee region who explored the Viatorian charism, spirituality, and call to service over a two-day program. In addition to prayer experiences, mass, and a service project with House of Hospitality, these young people heard talks to help them learn and reflect upon Viatorian spirituality. The talk you'll hear in this episode focused on Viatorian spirituality of prayer and Eucharist, and how our roots in our founder Venerable Louis Kerbs and what we practice in community life today propel us towards service, especially with those people whose society accounts of little importance. The speaker is Viatorian associate Barb Durso. Barb was a longtime theology teacher and department chairperson at St. Viter High School in Arlington Heights, Illinois. A few years ago, she completed her formation and discernment for pre-association and made her first commitment as a Viatorian associate, which she has since renewed. Barb is now retired from full-time teaching, but she remains active as a Viatorian, continuing to offer her service and wisdom through things like VY Connect. This part of the gathering took place at the Alumni Memorial Chapel of St. Bider High School. In addition to Barb, many Viatorians were part of the program. Pre-associate Jason Wilhite and associate Kathy Abrahamian led the group from St. Bider High School, and associates Michelle and Ken Berry and David Supernot led the group from the Bourbon A. Kankakee region. Brother John Eustace, CSV, and Father Corey Bros, CSV, also gave talks, and Associate Karen Cutler helped coordinate logistics and organized Today's prayer. I'm Dan Masterton from Viatorian Vocation Ministry, and it's my pleasure to produce this episode for you. One final note before Barb begins. Later in the recording, she leads listeners through an imaginative contemplative exercise with Scripture, which includes some short pauses. We invite you to pause for longer if you would like to pray with her, or to simply continue through to the next part of the talk. We hope you enjoy this reflection.
1: Um, Before I begin my formal talk, I just wanna say how happy I am to be back in this place. I taught here for about 20 some years. And this room in particular is my favorite room in the building. This was such a wonderful place to bring students, to pray with them, to plumb the depths of our spirituality, to try to grow as people of God. And also on those days where I just needed to get away from everybody to be here and to know that I was in the presence of God. This room just has incredible memories for me. So as we think about viatorian prayer, Eucharist and service. I think if there is one thing that everybody can agree on is the world is a mess. Again, between rich and poor is enormous, and it's growing rapidly. Different Christian denominations can barely agree on anything. Our own Catholic Church has factions arguing viciously with one another. We are facing our own destruction by ignoring the reality of climate change. There are so many refugees with no place to go. The political polarization between parties and within parties is not only tearing our nation apart, but also has caused rifts with families and among friends. I know from my own experience that certain topics are off the table if I wanna maintain long established friendships and familial peace. We can't even agree on facts. It makes you wanna throw up your hands and say, I quit. What's the use of trying? It's all going to hell in a handbasket. Anyway, we might even be tempted to say things have never been this bad before. However, as students of history, we know that the world has faced challenges before and survived. When things seem so bleak, we need people who see possibilities and are not afraid to dream who are not afraid of failure, and have total trust in the ultimate goodness of people and in the providence of God. In the wake of the French Revolution, one of those visionaries was Louis Curbs. He looked at the morass of French life and knew he needed to do something. He needed to be part of the solution. He knew that if he didn't step forward, things would only get worse and the suffering would become unbearable for so many people. So much of society would be lost. And he particularly worried about the children whose gifts would be squandered and lives would be lost. So Kerbs became a man of plans. First, he felt he must rebuild the church, not just the physical structure, but the body of Christ. People had fallen away from the church and its practices. So Curbs invited people in, listened to them, met their needs, healed their wounds, and gave them hope rooted in faith. Second, he wanted to educate young boys, get them off the streets and prevent them from wasting their lives, ground them in a life of faith and give them a future. He knew he couldn't do it this alone. He needed others to share his dreams and help these dreams become a reality. So his third goal, to establish an order of men, both vowed and lay, who would go out singly or in pairs to the French countryside, to be catechists and teachers, to the poor and to minister to those of little importance and to serve at the holy altar. Kerbs accomplished his goals. His local church, which was in shambles at the time he was assigned to it, was rebuilt and membership grew. People found spiritual home in that place. Establishing and staffing schools was difficult. Good teachers were hard to find, especially when the teaching conditions were completely inadequate and the pay was worse. Kerbs found a way, first in his own parish and then among other parishes in the countryside. Though his original idea of lay and vowed catechists never came to fruition, Kerbs did establish an order of men, both priests and brothers to bring the presence of God and the word of God to the French people and then to wherever they were needed. So how do we make the impossible possible in our own world? Louis Kerbs would tell us, start with prayer and keep praying. Prayer is always the beginning. Prayer opens us to possibilities to understanding the heart of the other, to struggle in human terms, to sustain us when we encounter, as Kerbs did, rejection, failure, and exhaustion. Prayer reminds us that we are never alone. Prayer is a place of thanksgiving when we know that we have touched the life of another person. Prayer is balance. What prayer is best? Not so much of a trick question. All prayer keeps our relationship with God alive. One of the foundational principles of the Viatorian order is to serve at the holy altar. The first way to do this, of course, is to attend mass. Because as we all know, and sometimes forget or minimalize, the liturgy of the Eucharist is our foundational prayer. We gather as a faith community, we learn, we share a meal, We are sent forth to be God's presence in the world. Nothing feeds my soul like a good liturgy of the Eucharist. It doesn't have to be perfect. As we all know, at times, the music is less than prayerful, the homily is less than meaningful or applicable, or there's something else that just bugs us that day. At least for myself, I think most of the time when I find mass unfulfilling, it's because I'm not truly present. For whatever reason, I just can't get there. But when I am present, when I am open to the experience and the message, I leave feeling like the presence of Jesus in the world. Last Sunday was one of those times. The gospel reading was from John and the feeding of the 5,000. What I was taught in that day's homily was an aspect of the reading I had never thought about before, which says something about having a master's degree in in scripture and teaching it for 22 years. There is always something new to learn and something new to discover. And the thing that he talked about was the gift of the boy with the loaves and the fish, whoever thinks about him. Yet without his gift, His sacrifice, the larger miracle, could not have taken place. From the small sacrifice, great things came. 5,000 were fed, and baskets full of bread were left to take home. None of which would have been possible without the initial gift. The reception of Eucharist is the same. It's a small host that we receive. But that small host is the presence of Jesus. The more we open our hearts and souls to the presence of Jesus within us and allow him to take root, the greater the gifts we have to offer others. Secondly, to serve at holy altar calls us to full and active participation. Long before Vatican II, Louis Curbs encouraged his congregation to be active in liturgy and to sing with heart and soul even worked on compiling hymnals with meaningful verses and beautiful melodies. We too are called to be present at the Eucharist. As you know, there are many roles that you can play to help the liturgy come alive for you and others. You can be altar servers, readers, musicians, cantors, and Eucharistic ministers. In my time, I've done all of these things, but my favorite role at Mass is the one I have missed the most during COVID-19 is as a Eucharistic minister. There is something so fulfilling in offering the body of Christ to a member of the body of Christ. As each person comes forward, I wonder what it is that they are bringing to the altar. What are their dreams or their fears? As I put the host in their hand, I think about what those hands have done and whose hearts they have touched. There is such an incredible beauty in each hand, those that are new and fresh, and those that are old and gnarled, showing the work of a lifetime and everything in between. Those hands show me the presence of God. Every time I am fortunate enough to be a Eucharistic minister, there is one face that I remember. For whatever reason, it just sticks in my head and I pray for that person during the following week. I think it's God's way of telling me, that person needs your prayers. That person is a part of your community. We are together in the body of Christ. That person will never know about our prayers and thoughts for him or her, but in my heart, I know it makes a difference. The third way of being of service to the holy altar is really to be of service to others. What takes place at the altar is the reliving of Jesus' sacrifice for us. I used to get so frustrated when my students could not spell altar correctly. Drove me nuts. Instead of altar, A-L-T-A-R, they would inevitably spell it A-L-T-E-R. As someone who's not a really good speller, this probably should not have bothered me so much. So I had to figure out. What could I do so this doesn't aggravate me? And I finally figured out the difference of only one letter. Maybe it wasn't such a big mistake after all. Maybe they had the right idea. When we approach the altar of sacrifice, we are called to alter our lives. We are called to change to become better than what we were. We are called to be of service, not just during mass, but afterwards. Remember the words of the end of go in peace to love and serve the Lord. I have been so fortunate to have seen this played out repeatedly in the Viatorian community. At service and song, students put some ingredients in a bag and feed my starving children and hundreds are fed. They have weeded yards and gardens, walkways, they have harvested food or washed shelves at a thrift store. It didn't seem like much, but it was. It saved other people time, completed tasks that some people could not do because of age or disability. It helped give people something beautiful to look at. Or they helped to grow food and or harvest that food to bring it to a food pantry and again, feed others. It made people know that they were not forgotten. People really did care. They've seen students participate in Special Olympics and decide on careers in special education or physical or occupational therapy. The students who volunteered at the thrift stores began to understand what it means not to have money to spend on Christmas gifts. When faced with issues of injustice, they have seen during their service experiences, they have heard some students say, That's just not right, we have to do something. And many of them have raised money, collecting eyeglasses, sponsoring food drives, clothing drives, book drives, for many different causes. I am in awe of what they have done. They have carried the spirit of the Viatorians into the next generation. I have seen Father Corey's and Brother Michael's concern for those seeking asylum in the US change the lives of many young men. I have also seen how my husband's volunteering at Vider House has helped us grow in our understanding of the inexplicable trials that so many of the people in our world face. I know that many students complain about their obligatory service hours, but I also know how they can shape one's future and one's attitude toward the other. As you do your service today, I want you to think of yourself as that boy offering his bread and fish. Your service may be as small as his gift, but you never know what things may come of it. And then in the true Viatorian fashion, bring it back to prayer. I am sort of a believer in the maxim, the unexamined life is not worth living, actually not quite true, I think all life is worth living in all of its forms. However, the richness of life comes from thinking about and praying about the past, praying in the present and the future. As a Viatorian high school theology teacher, I was blessed in being encouraged to experiment and experience many types of prayer. And prayer is not a one-size-fits-all experience. Last night, you experienced as prayer. Personally, I love the quiet, the chant, the candles, the solitude within community, the offering of prayer. It's just a perfect time for me to reconnect with God. But it isn't for everyone. Some of my students loved it and some couldn't wait until it was over. My own husband said, please don't ask me to do this again. It's okay. Today you prayed the morning prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours. That prayer was said by Viatorians and other religious and lay people all over the world. In the psalms, readings, and prayers, we are united to the universal church. The prayers also attune us to the church seasons. They help us come to know the Psalms, and I have to tell you, one of the pitfalls of teaching Bible is that I only had one or two small opportunities to try to convince my students that this was really important, that this was really beautiful, that it had something in it that we could hold on to in times of trouble or happy times or whatever we were going through, but we had to move on. Repetition is really important in coming to know and understand the scriptures. You keep having to go back to it, read it again, and then some days it just becomes a part of us. And if you enjoyed today's prayer, I think you could probably find a viatorian who would help you work through all of those books because it can get pretty confusing. But once you have it down, it really does become a piece of you. In Viatorian formation, sacred scripture, the Bible, my favorite, has preeminence. Curb was purported to be an excellent homilist, deeply rooted in the Bible. So as we live lives as Viatorians, we must keep returning to our study and experience of the Bible. Two very personal ways to explore scripture are through Lectio Divina and imaginative contemplation, or what I call walking in the scriptures. Alexia Divina asks you to read a passage, sit with it, read it again, ask yourself, what does it say? What does it say to me? What is God trying to say to me? And then what do I do with this? Or so what? Am I to do some action? Change my attitude? How can this experience help me grow in faith? And talking about imagination, contemplation, It's really quite impossible to talk about it in words. So back to last Sunday's gospel, the feeding of the 5,000. A very short summary of the story. Jesus sits down in the mountain, notices that people are hungry, asks the apostles to feed the people. They don't think this is possible. They get some bread and fish from a boy. Jesus blesses it. Everyone eats, and there's lots left over. Notice, nothing is really said about that boy, except that he has some food. In imaginative contemplation, one puts oneself in the story. Today, I want you to put yourself in the crowd and become that boy with the five barley loaves and two fish. Imagine yourself near the mountain, near the Sea of Galilee. Why are you there? Did you come alone? Did you come with your parents? with friends? Were you on your way to someplace else and saw the crowd and decide to stop? Did you hear something about Jesus and teachings and the possibility of miracles? Did you hope to see one? Why are you here? As you are waiting for Jesus, what does it feel like by the Sea of Galilee? What are you sitting on? Grass, pebbles, sand? What does the air feel like? What does it smell like? What about the people around you? What do you feel The breeze off the sea, the sweat of the people around you, the hot sun, or are you just filled with the sense of anticipation? Take a look at the crowd around you. 5,000 people. What's the look on their faces? What do you think they're trying to achieve by being here? Are they happy? Sad? So many of them. Then you see Jesus going up on a mountain and sitting down with his disciples. Jesus looks at the crowd and you wonder, what is he thinking? What is Jesus going to do? Does he know that everybody here is hungry? In the next few minutes, Jesus's followers are milling around the crowds. And you wonder, what are they doing? What do they want? They notice your five barley loaves and two fish. Oh, what if they ask for it? Surely they know this is not enough food to feed all of these people. And besides that, barley bread is the food of the poor. If they take this bread, Don't they know that my family might go hungry? What will happen if I don't bring this food home? What will my parents say? What will we eat? The disciples are coming closer. What will you do? Then you look up and you see Jesus looking at you. What do you see in Jesus's face? Understanding, compassion, or maybe something else, what is it that you see? The disciples ask for your food. You find yourself offering it to them, wondering what good will this do? There's 5,000 people here, it's not very much, but you feel compelled to give it to them. Slowly, you hand your food to the disciples. Your food has been given away. How do you feel about the gift that you have just given? Confused, trusting, at peace, conflicted, maybe even a little scared. Then you see Jesus pray over the bread and the fish and watch it multiply. You see baskets of bread and fish being passed around and everyone celebrating their good fortune. Suddenly you feel a presence around you and Jesus comes and he sits down next to you puts his arms around you, what does Jesus say to you? How do you feel about your gift now? After Jesus leaves, you notice that some of the abundance of bread has been left near you. You gathered up to take it home much more than you had before. How will you share this experience with others? What will you say? Has this encounter changed you? What will you carry with you in your heart? Take a few minutes to rest with the story.
0: At this point, we invite you to pause the recording and sit with the scripture for a bit. When you're ready, hit play to listen to the final section of Barb's talk.
1: bread, being fed, the Eucharist, which leads us to another form of prayer that we share in the Viatorian tradition, Eucharistic adoration. Eucharistic adoration, the consecrated host resting in the monstrance of the holy altar. We come into the chapel or church and quietly rest in the presence of God. Sometimes we do so much talking in prayer. We go on and on, asking for much, talking about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. But sometimes we don't take the time to listen to an answer. And Eucharistic adoration does us that, gives us time to rest, to just be in God's presence and think about what he might have to say to us. In this stillness with Jesus present, we can come to know God and ourselves We are reminded that as Jesus is the bread of life, so too are we called to be the bread of life for others. As we are gifted, so too can we be a gift for others. Louis Curbs and the Viatorians also have a special devotion to Mary. She was and continues to be a model of discipleship. We are called to follow her example of faithfulness to Jesus and his mission. The first contrafernity, group. Established in Verils was the Holy Rosary. I have to admit, I don't often say the rosary, but it is my prayer when I don't know what else to pray for, when I need to leave things in God's hands and trust that he knows best. If you want to know and love the rosary, talk to Mrs. Abrahamian there in the back. Um, She loves this prayer more than any other person I know. As I said before, prayer is not a one-size-fits-all. At the beginning of this talk, I listed three things that Louis Kerbs wanted to accomplish building communities of faith, educating youth, and sending his followers out on mission. His mission continues in us, the vowed members, the associates, and you. What is your part in this? Build up communities of faith. Be fearless to express your faith and live your faith. Invite people to pray with you. Participate in the service at the altar go to mass, be a part of the celebration. Pray that you might know God and then be educators. While Curbs was intent upon establishing academic institutions, we know that learning takes place everywhere. Educate wherever you are. Help others understand the challenges the world faces. Use your faith to participate in the Viatorian mission. Be that person who tends to the needs of those counted of little importance. Find the place that needs your gifts. Whatever gifts God gave you, they are to be used in the service of others. Help out at PADS, feed my starving children, buy at our house, at school, in your community. Participate in a worldwide organization. Check out the service boards and campus ministry or your local parish. Our world is facing so many catastrophes you can help one small step at a time but you can't do it alone you need community walk with your fellow viatorians ask for help be willing to act when you are asked to help enjoy the common vision you share and finally pray with your community find strength with them and know that god is with you this is why i'm a viatorian associate i want to be part of the mission a part of bringing justice to those counted of little importance. I am thankful that I have people committed to this mission to walk with me and encourage me. People like Mrs. Perez, Mrs. Branken, Father Corey, Brother Gosh, Father Leiden, Brother John, and my list goes on. I am thankful that I am consistently called back to prayer, scripture, community, and service. Being part of this community gives me a life of faith I have not found in other places. I am truly blessed to be part of the Viatorians. So as I close, remember as you go forth to serve today, that boy and his gift of bread and fish, his small gift became a miracle, so can yours.
0: That's all for this installment of Round Tables on the Way. We'd like to thank Barb for preparing and delivering such a thoughtful and rich talk to those young people, and now to all of you. Viatorian Voices, Conversations on the Way is a production of Viatorian Vocation Ministry. The Viatorians are professed brothers and priests, together with lay associates, who proclaim Jesus Christ and his gospel, and raise communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated. In the footsteps of Venerable Louis Curbs and under the patronage of St. Vider, We strive to do everything well so that through us, Jesus may be adored and loved. To learn more about our community, visit Viatorians.com or follow us on social media at ViatorianUSA. Those seeking support and accompaniment in exploring God's invitation for them are invited to reach out to Vocation Ministry. Send us a DM on social media or email vocations at Viatorians.com to start a conversation. On behalf of Brother John and the Viatorian community, I'm Dan Masterton. St. Vider, pray for us. Adored and loved be Jesus.